around the world, the Spirit is moving and a voice is being heard. Welcome to the Voice of Evangelism with David Langford. You can write to the Voice of Evangelism at P.O. Box 502, Kayser, North Carolina, 28020. We'll give you that address again at the close of today's broadcast. But here now is David Langford. Hello, friends. Pastor David Langford here today. We'd like to welcome each of you to the Voice of Evangelism International Ministries. Today is Monday, Monday, October the 26th. 2020, we're less than eight days from the presidential election here in the United States of America. As I've said recently, I've been questioned many, many times over the last several months, uh, even in the last year or so, will Donald Trump be reelected? And the Lord has made it certain in my heart he will be reelected if you and I pray. I was told, I've never counted them, but there were 1,522 ifs in the Bible. Now think of that 1,522 ifs in the Bible. God puts the onus on you and I, not the entirety of the burden, but he always places a portion of the burden upon the people of God. And the reason behind that is to grow and mature our faith. Our faith must grow. Our faith must mature. So like John 15, verse 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. But now remember, the condition is if my word is abiding in your heart, if ye abide in me, and my word abides in you. So we can ask whatsoever we desire, but we must abide in Christ and Christ's word, and Christ is the word. He must abide in us. If that does not happen, whatever you ask will not come to fruition. I, I could go here uh, and preach all day on the, just the phrase, if, if. John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's over and over and over. It's, it's really redundant. The magnitude, the multitude of times, the multitudinous in how that God says if, if. In other words, it's up to us. 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, will heal their land. Now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attend 
unto the prayers that shall be made in this place. But again, it is absolutely conditional. What is the condition? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face. In other words, don't seek my hand. When you seek God's hand, you're asking God to move, to manipulate, to turn something, to, to ring a bell, turn a screw, blow a whistle. When you're seeking his face, you're desirous for one thing, intimacy. John 14, 14. If ye ask anything, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. In other words, there's just so many ifs. If. What a, what a big little word concerning America and our nation. And before I get into the program today, I want to take a moment to pray. I said I was going to spend more time in prayer. I've already been praying this morning before I came into the office. But that does not substitute me praying for you, the listener, and your needs and what you're bearing and what you're having to endure. And the Bible admonishes us, pray one for another. Pray one for another. Those of you who want to be healed, pray one for another that ye might be healed. We have to pray. We have to seek God. This is not something that we take haphazardly with reckless abandonment. We just can't do that. And I can just hear people right now. If Donald Trump is not elected, Pastor Langford was a false prophet. No, sir. No, ma'am. I know the Spirit of God. I know the Word of God. And God says, you do your part, I'll make up the difference. But you've got to do your part. Do you think if Jesus Christ had the power to raise Lazarus from the dead, he could have rolled the stone away as well? But what did he tell them to do? You roll away the stone. Let's, let's see if you really have faith in who I say I am. Roll away the stone and watch what I will do. When we pray, we're rolling away the stone and asking God to perform the miracle in the cave behind the stone that we cannot see, that we cannot see, that we cannot discern, that we cannot know. Unless God so chooses to let us know, God can let us know anything. Because he loves us. Father, as we come humbly today before the majestic and the mighty throne of your son, Jesus, I pray for those right now whose minds and the things that they are under have become unbearable. I pray that the Holy Ghost of God would undergird their minds to the degree that they could overcome the grievousness of the burdensome of the enemy as he tries to vex and torment their minds 
terribly in this hour. I rebuke that spirit of fear and the spirit of intimidation. God, make everyone listening as bold as a lion, having no fear, having no fear, no trepidation, no anxiety, no backwardness, no timidity, but full of power and full of the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God, I pray. God, I continue to pray for Donald John Trump. I pray for our Supreme Court justices. I pray for our United States Department of Justice. I pray for William Barr. I pray for John Durham. God, reveal the sins and the wickedness of our wicked leaders. Not only deal with them, but as you'd say you deal with us as your sons and as your daughters, according to Hebrews chapter 12, not only chasten these wicked rulers, God, I ask you to prosecute them. How many times have the righteous been prosecuted? How many times have we read in the New Testament, Lord, the multitudes of times that the righteous were prosecuted for just simply preaching the Word of God. And there are those in America today being prosecuted for singing, for praying, for gathering in your name. God, I ask you to turn this thing around in the name of Jesus. Turn it around, Father, right now. Your word says in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. God, I ask you in the name of your son Jesus to smite the wicked hands, smite their hands, smite their wicked deeds, reveal to the American people, reveal to the Christian who is naive, who has been deceived, who has been manipulated, who sees uh, the, the truth as a lie. God, open their eyes, circumcise their ears, circumcise their hearts, open their eyes to see clearly and plainly the evil, the bountifulness of the evil that is in this land. I know God we come, sometimes go into the booth and we pull straight Republican or straight Democrat. God, deal with the wicked. I just humbly ask you today to deal and smite the wicked. Smite the wicked. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. They mourn. Lord, I, I'm tired of mourning. I'm tired of weeping. I'm, I'm tired of crying and sobbing and praying and pleading and seeking to touch the hem of your garment. David said in Psalms chapter 30 and verse 5, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I'm looking for a new morning. I'm looking for a new dawn. I'm looking for a new day wherein dwells righteousness. God, for 40-some years I've sown 
in prayer and tears and fasting and being faithful in preaching your word uncompromisingly. Let me, O oh God, as an individual, not as a minister or ministry, but as an individual reap, Lord, wherein I have bestowed much labor. Not only me, but the hundreds and thousands who listen to this broadcast. Let them too reap bountifully. They've sown bountifully. Your word says if you sow sparingly, then you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. God, you said they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. God, Joseph, I'm no, I have no doubt in my mind. In the pit, he wept. In the prison, he wept. He cried. He was heartbroken. He was grief-stricken. He was in a land where he did not even understand their language. My God, what a horrendous and horrible place to be positioned and postured. But that's where you put him. Until the psalmist said, until the word of the Lord came and broke the chains and broke the shackles and set the man of God free and made him prime minister of Egypt. Nobody but God could take a man so low and lift him so high in his humanity. God, I pray today, in the name of your son, Jesus, give your people, give America a victory. Give the Christian, give the church your body, your body. You're the head, we're the body. I know the head has the victory, but let the victory run all the way down from the head to the neck and the, the, the torso and the limbs and the, the legs and down to the feet and to the little toe, Lord. Let that anointing of the Holy Ghost come afresh and come anew. Just like you declared when you came out of the wilderness in Luke 4, you said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. God, I invoked the same Spirit of God that was upon you to be upon me, to be upon your church, to be upon your people, to be upon the faithful, Father, will not be denied. No matter how difficult and arduous it becomes, Lord, will not be denied. I pray for my brothers and my sisters who are in prison, concentration camps around this world, in these, these totalitarian, despotic nations who are drinking water and eating rice and have such little. And over here we have so much. God, help us to be a people that are more thankful than we've ever been before. You said in the last days people would be unthankful. God, don't let me ever be unthankful for anything, anything, Lord. That's why I thank you for every morsel of bread, every peanut butter cracker, every Oreo cookie I eat. I ask you to bless it, and I thank you for it because I know everything that I possess, everything that I have, it's from you, Lord. 
I'm merely a steward. One day I'll die and it'll go to somebody else. And if you tarry, they will die and it'll go to somebody else. We, we possess nothing. Nothing is ours in this world. We're just stewards of the time. We're stewards of our talent. We are stewards of our possessions. Help us to quit being so selfish, self-serving and self-centered and so heady and so high-minded and so proud and so arrogant, so stiff-necked, so heady. So heady, Lord, where we become a heady people, haughty in our spirit. Your word says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. There are those that are blind who cannot see the haughtiness nor the headiness, and they're going to fall and their demise will be great. But God, help me, help those listening to see, to see immediately when our hearts and our minds are not correct, when our spirit is not right. When our spirit is not right, God, in the name of Jesus, that's the office of the Holy Ghost. Show us, Holy Ghost, show us. Show us that our spirit is not right. I want to make it, Father. I want to make it. When I close my eyes the last time, I want to awaken in the presence of the Lord and hear you say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Who are we? Who are we that you would be mindful of us, that you would take on the seed of humanity, you took on humanity, you became incarcerated in human flesh to take our sins, our heinous, filthy, vile, venal sins, you took them all. You took every one of those sins on your own body. You were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities, not because of your transgressions, not because of your iniquities, but because of our iniquities. You took them by your stripes, Isaiah prophesied, we would be healed. I speak healing speak healing to every soul, every body, every mind that needs a divine healing today, Lord. I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, order our steps in thy word that no sin, that no iniquity would ever have dominion, authority, neither lordship over our lives. Let nothing have lordship over us. Though we stumble, we stagger, we fall, and we falter. Don't let it overcome us and take us, Lord. Help us to overcome it. There's a blessing in being an overcomer. He that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. 
God, help me to overcome. And I pray today in closing a supernatural blessing on every giver to this ministry. Lord, you know we don't ask for money. We ask for souls. We ask for eternal things. Money's going to perish. But souls never perish. Souls last forever. And I want to build treasure where moth and rust does not corrupt it. And I want those treasures to be treasures of souls, hundreds and thousands of souls, the souls of men. That's what I ask you for. That's what I plead with you for. I'll never ask the listeners for money. I don't believe we're supposed to ask for the money. We're to ask for the spiritual things, the righteous things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. They quote that verse, but they don't live that verse. They don't preach that verse. They beg. They beg. They're hirelings, Lord. They make merchandise of the people. I pray I'll never become a money changer and a merchandiser, but I'll remain a faithful servant of the Lord, preaching your word uncompromisingly. Had your blessings, Lord. Again, I pray for this election. God, give us a wave that the world would not believe. The world would not believe. When David faced Goliath, Everyone was afraid. Every Israelite was afraid and hiding. And David said two profound things. Is there not a cause? And secondly, he said, Lord, you will show all the earth that there is a God in Israel. Even heathens pagans, even the ungodly in nightclubs and bars and and filthy places know the story of David and Goliath because you said in your word that the whole earth would know there was a God in heaven and you chose David and Goliath, that giant, that giant of 14, 15, 16 feet tall and that ruddy little 12-year-old boy 5'7", 5'8", 120 pounds with a sling and five stones in his leather pouch, one for Goliath and four more for his brothers. He said to Goliath, You come to me with sword and with spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. I pray this prayer. In the name of the Lord, Satan comes against this ministry with swords and spears and sticks and staves and words and verbiage. But I come against every measure of opposition in the name of the Lord God of Abraham. Add your blessings to this humble prayer. I know my words are frail. I know my words are weak. But men are strong when they're on their knees. God, I ask you now, show America there is a God.
Lord, show America there is a God and that you're nothing to be dishonored and, 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 and shown contempt and disrespect. Let the people see, let the people know there is a God in America. And I thank you for the multitudes that went to the Washington Monument Mall and Congress and stood up there and the tens of thousands that prayed some weeks ago. God, I was humbled by the masses. I know that touched your heart. I know that touched your heart. It has to touch your heart. It has to touch your heart because the people, in spite of our failures, in spite of our iniquities, in spite of our sins, we cried out, we called out, and we asked, we asked, and I believe you will answer. You said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee. Thou shalt glorify me. I believe that today. I believe that with all of my heart. I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your word that's a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. I don't walk in darkness. I walk in light. I don't walk in darkness. There's torment. There's fear in darkness, and I do not walk in that. I walk in the light of your son, Jesus. I can see the path. I can see the way. Lead me, Lord God, beside the still waters and restore every soul today, Father. I pray a spirit of restoration on every heart, every soul, and every mind. Father, I ask all of these things humbly today. In the name of your Son, Jesus, the Lord's Christ, the Son of the living God, we ask it today. In the name of Jesus, we humbly pray. I pray the Holy Ghost has touched you. I pray the Spirit of grace has been magnified over you. I pray that that light that I walk in has now been illuminated and shining on your path, and you're walking in paths of righteousness. Repent of your sins. If you have sin in your life, repent of your sins today in the name of Jesus, the Lord's Christ. God honors humility. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. If you want more grace, get more humble. If you want less grace, then get proud, get puffed up, get arrogant, and you'll see such little grace, the day will come you will beg for grace, but it'll be too late. The Bible says in Proverb 1, 25, you have said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. Why? I don't understand. People said it not all the counsel of God. Well, how does God bless me with counsel? Through the word of God and ministers. Psalms 1.1, blessed is the man that walketh not 
in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, or in the word of the Lord. And in his word, or the law, doth he meditate day and night. That's how you get the counsel. Before we go back into the scriptures today from 2 Thessalonians 2, I want to play a beautiful, beautiful song. I've learned to love this song by the Kingdom Heirs, the Kingdom Heirs, entitled, I'll, ne- I'll Never Get Over the Blood That I'm Under. never want to get over the blood that you're under, washed in the blood of the Lamb. We're picking up today from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2. I'll quote verse 1. We'll begin there, so we tie the two together. 
Now we beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Regrettably, sin and rebellion will accelerate exponentially and men will become so rebellious, men will become so rebellious and evil, Paul is warning the church. Paul is warning the body of Christ to not become shaken in your mind. The mind is the greatest organ God ever created in the human body. The other next in line undoubtedly is the heart, the cardio. But the mind, the mind is so significant that it begs description. The mind is the organ that works everything in your body. You don't have to sit here. I don't have to sit here and tell my body to breathe. Inhale oxygen, expel carbon monoxide. My body does that. That's what we call in science involuntary actions. It just happens involuntarily. When I'm asleep at night, my heart is beating involuntarily. My, I'm breathing involuntarily. Uh, my mind is regulating uh, my sugar. Everything in my body is being regulated by my mind. Paul is not talking about that part of the mind. He's talking about that consciousness, that awareness of the mind, that you don't look at circumstances, you don't look at particular events, and you let those events shaken your mind. I want to encourage you. When trouble, perplexity, turmoil, anxiety... When these things come to your mind, do not dwell there. Do not stay there. Move your mind into another place, position, or posture. Why do I say do not dwell there? Because God wants you to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We're told in Psalms 91.1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I want to emphasize for just a moment here the word dwelleth. My home is where I dwell. I work here at my office. I drive in my automobile. But my dwelling place is my home. That's where the majority of my time is spent. That's my dwelling place. That's why we call it our place of residence. You want to have a place of residence in the dwelling place of the Most High God. It's not somewhere you just visit occasionally. It is somewhere that you dwell 
For months, I have been pressing in to the presence of God. I, 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 I don't know when I've missed a day of earnest, sincere, heartfelt prayer with God. Now, I'm a busy man. I'm a very busy man. I have a lot of things that goes on in my life. But I know I must take the time to dwell in the presence of the Lord. So many people don't do that. And Paul says before the Lord comes, there's going to be things that are going to happen. There are going to be things that are going to take place that are going to shake your mind beyond control. And he tells us there in Hebrews chapter 10, Everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken, and only that which can remain will remain, and only those who remain are those who have been dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. You're going to witness Christians fall by the wayside here in the coming days. I did the series on the coming persecution. They're not going to withstand the persecution. They're not going to withstand the onslaught. They're just not going to be able to endure it. I think I said Hebrews 10. It's Hebrews chapter 12. Everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken Everything that's made is going to be shaken. And the things which cannot be shaken, that's what's going to remain, Paul said there in Hebrews 12 and 27. That that cannot be shaken, Paul says, don't you be shaken. I was shaken by that incident. I was shaken by that event. I was shaken by what someone said. I was shaken by the news that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us. Paul says, don't you become shaken. How do I not become shaken? It's because I dwell in the secret place of the most high. God is not shaken. God is not on tranquilizers. God is not on, not on psychotropic drugs. God did not awaken this morning and take two Valium. Nope, he doesn't need that. He has all power in heaven and in earth. You see, the shakening is to sift, winnow, separate. You see, I'm, I'm not worried about what's coming. I don't live in fear of what's coming. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know how I live. I live a goodly, godly, Christian life. Now, I admittedly have confrontation with people constantly, not because of what I'm doing to them, because of what they're doing to me. They don't like what I say. I don't ask people to like me. I'm not a politician. I'm not running for office. I'm not 
like a senator or a congressman saying things to embrace you. You know, people talk to you in a way just to get you to like them. I'm not. Jesus didn't come to get people to like him. He came to minister, Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. I'm just here to minister. I love people. If you only knew the, the hours of time that I spent in phone calls and emails, it would be staggering to you to see or ask the question, how does he do it? How does he do it? And most of these people, regrettably and terribly sadly, they don't support this ministry. But they know there's integrity. They know I'm a man of prayer. I, I was in prayer just yesterday on my knees, praying, pleading with God, and I quoted Psalms 132, verse 1, Lord, Remember David in all of his afflictions. And I said, you remembered Hannah. You remembered Samson. You remembered the thief on the cross. God is my witness. When I got up from my knees, someone had texted me. They had just finished their devotions, praying and reading their Bible, sitting on their patio, and the Lord laid me on their heart. And I said, God, remember me. Just like that, God remembered me. You see, there's nothing too hard for God. And what's coming down the pike is going to shaken the church. What if you say, well, my God, the church is shaken. That's not God's people. To shake the church, the true church, you got to shake the body of Christ. Let me see somebody get a hold of the shirt collar of Jesus Christ and shake him. <clears throat> that ain't going to happen. I'm a man. I'm an old man. I can't do what I used to do. But up till about 10 years ago, there would no man get a hold of my shirt collar. You say, you that ugly and that mean? No, I just don't take junk from people, especially when I've done them no harm. I've done them no wrong. <clears throat> I don't understand why some people, well, I do, because my mother was like that. They are energized from contention and strife. It just, it, it just energizes them. It emboldens them. It, it makes them, I don't know, something that they're not, that, that they truly not are. You're not going to shake the body of Christ, folks. You may shake the nominal church as you see it, and it's going to be shaken, and you're going to see fallout like you've never seen before. You think what you saw at Liberty University was a, a shakening? I've told you, and I'll tell you again, most of the people you listen to on talk radio and YouTube and stuff, these people don't live right. I don't mind telling you, they don't live right. I, I, I've been in the circle. I know what I'm talking about. They drink, they curse, they swear. I better stop right there. The Bible says, know them that labor among you. Months ago, God sequestered me. That's all I'm going to say. Why? 
the shakening is going to be so horrendous. I gave a prophecy. I just shared it again some weeks ago, but the Lord gave me a prophecy 2008, 2010, 2012. He said, you've known my hand of mercy and grace. But he said, now you're going to know my hand as a man trembling and shaking with anger. That's the hand of God some are about to see. They don't believe that. Now, I'm going to be the first to tell you God is a God of love, a God of grace, and God does not delight in, in, in the death of the wicked. God does not delight when people lose their lives. God does not want to see civil war in this America. I believe this civil war can be averted, but if we don't pray, it's coming. And quit listening to all these buffoons that are talking about vaccines and the Antichrist. Just get away from this crowd. Leave them, leave those jacklegs alone. That's not where we are. If you don't sense me telling you the truth, quit listening to me. Quit listening to those fear mongers. We are not where they say we are. But we're getting there. But you better get your eyes on the master of the sea. God gave prophetic utterances and God gave prophetic, prophetic warning decades, decades before Nebuchadnezzar ever sees Jerusalem. God is so long, long, long suffering. My God is long suffering. King after king after king in first and second kings would arise. Finally, the day came, God said, I'm going to send a foreigner, fierce as a lion, going to seize your nation, going to burn down my temple where I put my name. And they're going to confiscate the holy sacred vessels. You'll find all that in 2 Chronicles chapter 36. And you've heard me teach on that 70 years later, God would suffer Belshazzar to get drunk and then go and get those holy sacred vessels and pour liquor in them and wine and get drunk and worship and praise the gods of gold and silver, brass, stone, and wood. Bam. All of a sudden, a hand appeared on the wall and began to write. God is moving what this nation is facing. Listen, do you think I really enjoy listening to anything Nancy Pelosi has to say or, or Chuck Schumer or Blumenthal or as far as that goes, hardly any Republicans. My own state representative, Mr. Burr's a crook. FBI confiscated his phone because he, he did trades when COVID broke out. They're all crooked. I don't trust any of them. You trust a politician, you're endangering your own soul. Isn't it amazing God did not allow us to elect a politician? We elected a businessman. I, I would trust Donald life with my life. I would trust Donald, excuse me, Donald. I would trust Donald Trump with my life. I wouldn't trust Nancy Pelosi with a gnat. 
because she don't even have the brain of a gnat. If you put Nancy Pelosi's brain on the sharp end of a razor blade, it looked like a BB rolling down a four-lane highway. <laughs> Wicked people. But here's the problem. That's not what we're fighting. I'm not fighting. You're not fighting. You're not toiling against Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. You're fighting. You're toiling against spiritual wickedness. Paul is closing the final chapter there in Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren. See, he's closing. He's coming to a closure in all of the things he has said. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with the truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto and persevering with all the saints. Now, Paul said this is going to be an evil day. It's an evil day. Don't you see it? And the evil is going to try to shaken your mind. During this COVID period, they've, they've talked how exponentially drugs and alcohol have exploded. Why? People are trying to escape reality. Well, after you get drunk and you wake up the next morning, you're right in the same boat you were when you started guzzling the liquor. I feel led to say this. I, I emailed someone over the weekend. I hadn't heard from them in years. And let me tell you why I have a problem emailing people that I haven't heard from in weeks, months, and years. Because I get tired of ministries that I have supported that'll write me letters soliciting money. And when I try to make contact with another person, I fear they're saying, oh, he's only doing this to get money. See, I know how the devil works on your mind. I'm, I'm, I'm not contacting you to get money. I'm contacting you because I'm concerned about your soul. The brother I contacted, he's a, an attorney. Used to be a great, great, great supporter. But I haven't heard from him in probably years. He was one of the first men that paid for the hours on WWCR 20 years ago. But I was praying. As a matter of fact, it was either Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember now. And the Lord just, just suddenly smote my heart with this man. 
When I got through, I went to my computer and did a search of his name so I could email him. I said, are you still holding on? I gave him, I know one Bible verse, Jeremiah 2, 32, can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. And I sent another verse, but I don't remember the which one it was. It may have been Psalms 50, 15, and call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. He responded back. We needed to hook back up, he said. He'd gotten covid his wife had gotten COVID. His son had gotten COVID. You see, when you pray, God has secret things and he will lead and he will guide and he will instruct you the way you need to go. Psalms 108 verse 12, David said, Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. I cannot change this upcoming election. I cannot change the Congress. I cannot change the Senate. I cannot change the uh, Supreme Court. By the way, Amy Coney Barrett, Barrett's last, her last name means brave as a bear. Brave as a bear. By the way, don't think God can't use Catholic people. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I admittedly, I, I, I have difficulties anymore with denominations because it's, it, it's about their dogma, their tenet, and everybody else is wrong and going to hell but them. I got news for you. You got people in your denomination going straight to hell too, okay? I don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Church of God, Assembly of God, UPC. I don't care what you are. You got people in your denomination going to hell too, just like that rank, vile, wicked sinner out there on the street. So don't think because you're a member of this denomination, that denomination elevates you, exonerates you, and assures you eternal life. Your eternal life is found in one person, Jesus. Man, am I preaching good today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be shaken. My God, it'll take me forever to teach this series. I remember as a little boy, I forget what I did. My grandpa got a hold of me and he shook me. He's rattling my pea brain. I forget what I did. Boys are boys. They do stupid stuff. We cut a tree one time when I lived down there in Stanley. My youngest son's 24 years old. And where we cut the tree, I went down there one day. I guarantee you he nailed 150 to 250 16-penny nails in that stump. <laughs> I'm like, what? Just wasting nails after nails after nails. I reckon he was trying to learn how to hammer. I, I, I'm, I, if, if I'm lying, God strike me dead. I was shocked at the number of nails that boy had driven in that stump. Just 16 penny nails, just hammering away. I said, why? I was just hammering, Daddy. Boy, I wanted to shake him. But I didn't. 
I thought he's, he's learning to use a hammer. Learning to use a hammer. Boys will do crazy stuff. Church people do crazy stuff. And well, the sad thing is, they'll do it in the name of the Lord. God told me this. The Holy Spirit led me to do this. Don't blame God with your garbage. That's why I'm so careful in the gifts of the Spirit and things of that nature. Why? I don't want to put my garbage and my mess on God's back. In the day of judgment, a lot of things that have been said, a lot of things that have been done, God's going to say, I never said that. That was from your vain heart. You were trying to impress someone. You wanted to act like you were a great prophet, a great messenger. I don't live that way because that's not the way to live. I want you to know today, you've got to not allow your mind to be shaken. I'm going to quote it again in closing. Psalms 108, verse 12. Give us help from trouble for vain or worthless, fruitless void is the help of man. It just isn't any good. It just isn't any good. In closing, Sunday, Sunday, November the 1st, after you eat dinner, would you please fast and pray with me Monday and Tuesday at, up till the afternoon and you eat your supper, your dinner, and pray, God, give us the right president, and we know who it is. It's Trump. Give us the right man. The devil's going to do everything he can every day to disrupt this nation. He's going to do everything he can to disrupt this nation. But don't become shaken. The God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow in the Lord. David Langford is brought to you by the faithful listeners and supporters throughout America. If you're looking for an uncompromising message, we invite you to tune in each week to The Voice of Evangelism. For more information, write to The Voice of Evangelism at P.O. Box 502, Kayser, North Carolina, 28020. That's P.O. Box 502, Kayser, North Carolina, 28020.